People in Jesus' time were looking all around for signs of the one that they would call the Christ. They had been expecting the Christ uh, for centuries. And the Christ is the one that the Jews were hoping would come, but they weren't sure when or how exactly he would arrive. The Jews had lots of different expectations about what the Christ would look like when he did arrive. Some expected that he would be a royal king. Others thought that he'd be a mighty warrior. And many expected that the Christ would work certain deeds that would make it obvious that he indeed had arrived. Isaiah prophesies for us what the time of the Christ would look like. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened, the ears of the deaf be cleared. Then will the lame leap like a stag, and the tongue of the mute will sing. These were some of the works of the Christ that people were expecting to see when the Christ arrived. It would be a time marked by healing and rejoicing in the light, after a time of expectation and waiting in shadows for the Christ. It was a little like a really long wait, like hundreds of years, a really long wait in the dark before a surprise party. And not only that, but it's a party for someone you had only heard about. You hadn't even met them yet. You hadn't seen them. But you're really looking forward to meeting this person. You've heard so much about them, and they sound like a pretty epic person. And then the door begins to open, but it's the best friend of the person you're waiting for. Everyone begins to yell surprise, only to realize that there's still more time to wait. And you have to wait a little bit longer. But the best friend tells you that the guest of honor is on his way. Hopes are mounting. What would your expectation feel like then? John the Baptist is kind of like the best friend in this metaphor. He was among the Jewish people waiting for and looking for the Christ. And he announced and prepared the way for the Christ. Some thought that he was the Christ, and he told them that he was the friend of the Christ, but that he was not the Christ. John the Baptist continually pointed toward the Christ, and he does this again by sending his disciples to Jesus. We read, when John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question, are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? How does Jesus respond? Jesus tells the disciples of John the Baptist, go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Jesus is confirming for John the Baptist that the works of the Christ are indeed being accomplished. Jesus is telling John and his disciples, I am the one the world has been waiting for. But Jesus issues a little warning too. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. Jesus is warning all of us who hear these words. What he's saying is that it's easy to miss him, to take offense at who he really is, and to reject him. It's easy for us to box Jesus in and to say, oh yeah, that Jesus guy, I know about him. I got that one all figured out, thanks. Are you sure? Have we experienced the joy of the good news? Of all the amazing signs Jesus mentions, it's that last one that should draw our attention in a particular way. The poor have the good news proclaimed to them. How can we rejoice in the good news if we don't first bring our poverty before the Lord? 
This is one of the first experiences that will shock us in our relationship with Jesus and make, makes for a powerful time of prayer. Take every awful thing we've done in our life, every failing, everything in us that we don't love, and set it down in front of Jesus. This is a big way we can be poor before the Lord. Bring to the Lord all our unloveliness. Show Jesus every way in which we are poor. And you know what he does? You know what he does is we set all this stuff out before him. He looks at us. So close your eyes just for a moment. He looks at you. And he loves you. He says, I love you. I am your salvation. Follow me. This is what it's like to have the good news preached to the poor. We're all poor. And when we have the good news preached to us, when we experience this look of love from Jesus, we can't help but rejoice.